0: Podcast 66, Permaculture Gatherings. Sponsored by my buddies at com. Uh, They sell food preservation tools. Produce, prepare, preserve your own harvest. Doe a deer, a female deer, Ray, a gun from outer space. So I it's, it's just a stupid song I, I know. I, I I got up the other morning and there was a deer just outside my window. So I'm like laying there and I heard some kind of sound and I opened my eyes and there's a doe staring at me like like, probably five feet away from my nose is her nose, and, the, and she's like a foot away from the window, and I'm just a few feet away from the window, but anyway, I just felt like singing an introduction song there. Um, Alright, so I've, we've got a long list of stuff to talk about and, and, uh, and today I, I have on the phone um, Kelly Ware and uh, she's been in at least one of my videos and I know that for the Rocket Mass Heater video that we did at Charis Park that she took a second video that's like 10 minutes long and then you know I directed people to go look at that one um, but, uh, and it seems like I, I've gone and done tons of stuff with Kelly like We went and saw um, Toby Hemingway um, uh, what was it? A couple, a month or two back. Mhm. Yeah. So. Um, and and then the biggest thing is, is that you were involved in helping to get me involved with getting SEPP to be here, sort of, kind of, a little bit. And by sort of, kind of, a little bit, I mean like I didn't, I really didn't do any work to get him to be here. I just heard that somebody wanted to have him come, and then I got an email from SEPP saying, "Go check this out." <laughs> And so uh and then you were a, a big player in getting that to happen. It's
1: just right. all about networking.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because uh, up north of here in the in the Flathead uh lake area, then um you are the premier permaculturalist. Everybody right. everybody turns stuff. to you for workshops and classes and stuff like that.
1: It's starting to happen.
0: <laughs> so um anyway. Uh uh the big news is Sepolter is coming to the United States. And um there's stuff in action. I've set up a a shortcut for people if they go to permies.com/sep s e p p uh, it will take them to uh, a, a thread at Permies that talks about his coming and where you can buy your tickets and stuff. And I'm trying to keep people updated on, on what's the latest information that we have. Um, and uh, they are currently, they just started, just a few days ago, they just started to sell tickets. Um, and there's a limit of 45 people. I don't know. There's a PDC that's being offered just before it. I don't know. What the limits are on that, but I do know that for the seven days of set presentations, that there's a limit of 45.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, the,
1: but the PDC maybe limit 55, but you know, it's stuff in the air too.
0: Right. So the the, the permaculture design course. Um, uh, it seems like we originally approached Michael Polarski, Skeeter. And and asked him to do it, and it seemed like it wasn't going to work out. So then um, you, Kelly, went and approached um, Toby Hemingway, and we're working on getting it to work out. And then, like while you were doing that, then somehow Skeeter got it to work out at the uh, the venue where where Seb's going to be staying. It's like this 90 acre property, and so now um, Skeeter is going to be teaching the the permaculture design course. Um, So I think it starts like the last week of April 2012, and it's a two-week course. And then there will be some overlap. There will be one week of overlap for the PDC and when Sepp is in town, and Sepp will be a guest instructor for that PDC.
1: Yeah, he'll arrive May 1st and do some talks, possibly in Missoula and Whitefish in the PDC. And he'll be working on the property where Peter would like to have the PDC.
0: Right, so it sounds like the original idea was that um, uh, Sepul- th- this gal who owns the ninety acres, um, Katerina, uh, she wanted. To- she's she's been to Sepulcher's place in Austria, and she has visited with him several times. So somehow there's like a um, crossover between her world and his world. Um, do you know what what it is that she does?
1: She does body talk. She was one of the originators of bringing it to the States and uh, has taught that her whole life. And she knew that from being an Austrian, and always going over there and visiting this place several times. And she paid, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars to have him come over and fix this on situation of hers, which would include two translators to come over. All right.
0: Kelly, I can barely understand anything you're saying. Oh, is there okay. is there wonkiness on your end that's obvious or.
1: No but let me just check. How's that? A
0: little bit better? It, it, yeah, I can understand you a little bit better now. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, anyway, I, I know that she has been to Sepulter's place, and she really grooves on what he's doing there. And so basically she wants to sepify her land. So she um, is paying to fly him over and some other people, uh uh and then um they're going they're going to do what they do they're going to put in her her primary thing is, is that she wants to have it sounds like a very large pond and um and she wants some other small things done but dominantly this pond is the most important thing to her and um uh But you know, and she wants other polyculture-esque things to be happening there. And and you were there the day that um, that I went out was. It was the first time that I saw the property, and I'm supposed to do an evaluation to try and help get an idea of what SEP will be doing while he's there. and I remember sitting down with her, and uh, and there was me and you and Bud, and Jason and Jerry, and was that it? Was that all of it?
1: I think so. I think so. Oh, the uh, one fellow from Whitefish that does the um, open door flathead.
0: Oh, was he there that first time? I don't think he was there the first time.
1: He was there during one of them to see about recording it, right. making it available for people.
0: So anyway, when we were there, uh, and then Katerina, um, uh, we said, okay, well, what is it that you want? And outside of the pond, she didn't seem to really know what she wanted. So then we went through some exercises to try and get a better understanding of what it is that, that she might want. And and so my philosophy on this kind of thing is, is it's uh, like if somebody wants something different and they don't know what it is, that the thing to do is to paint a picture of anything and then a lot of times they can tell you why they don't want that. And by telling you why they don't want that, then you can get an idea of what it is they do want. Um, so we did that exercise, and then we, we came up with, how, uh, with, with basically a plan for our land. But then she was like, you know, so then part of the idea was is like, okay, it's, a, it's an enormous amount of money to have Sepulcher come to your land. Um, And so she wants to mitigate some of this expense. And her first thought was, is like, you know, have Sep give some presentations. And so that's how we've got it worked out so that, you know, all of us in the United States who want to hear Sep and and ask him questions and interact with him can have this opportunity, is uh, uh, because she's already got him for two weeks and she wants to mitigate some of her expense on that. Um, And uh, uh, so it's been worked out. now, now it's going to happen. Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of people who are going to want to. Uh, I mean, like if you sit and you listen to Sepp talk, and it's it's hard to get him to nail down to a topic for a day, and he doesn't have slides, he just stands at the front of the room, and and speaks in German, and then there's an interpreter there, um, and and he he does communicate a lot through interpretive dance. He uh, uses his arms. Uh, to show a lot of what he's talking about. And it's amazing how much of it you do understand. And then later you hear the English translation to kind of put a little frosting on it. Um, I think this is an awesome opportunity. I think that for a lot of the stuff he has to say it's going to be a little beyond some people. And, and so then that was part of, you know, m- my suggestion was to have the permaculture design course happen just before SEP week. So that way, people could take the permaculture design course for two weeks, and then they'll have learned enough to be able to understand and comprehend what SEP is going to be talking about after that. So. <clears throat> um,
1: and the one thing that we did nail down with her is that she would be open to somebody managing the farm as a permaculture farm, as long as oh. she didn't have to. Oh, Really? So yeah. Like what
0: somebody could like have some sort of uh, crop industry or something like that.
1: Yeah, and take the plans and designs that we come up with while up there to continue the work on the land on their own and with their own gigs going on. As long as she's not personally involved. I mean, as far as any, any management. Well, okay. it,
0: it does seem like she travels a lot. Yeah, like like she's out of the country a lot. So yeah, if, if there's going to be something like that going on there, so yeah, I suppose if there's somebody who wants to do that, then that might be a connection to make. Um, so, anything else to say about Sepp Holzer coming to the United States?
1: Yeah, go through what classes that he agreed to teach.
0: Oh, I've got a. Do you, do you have them up on your screen? I don't. Um. I- so I'm going out to permies.com/s e p p, and I know that on this page there's a link out there to that stuff. There it is. To get the details, follow this link. All right. So this is the it's placeofgathering.com is um, Katerina's page. All right. On May seventh. So then, so basically, um, Katerina and I spent two hours figuring out what he's going to be presenting on because I've I've seen a lot of his presentations, and uh, and so I kind of know what he can do and what he likes to do, and uh, and then Katarina had some things that she wanted to see. Um, so on May seventh, we'll be restoring building wetlands, which is a big you know so this is a big part of what she's involved in doing she wants to create a, i mean like okay so her her domain name is placeofgathering.com, and so that's pretty much what she wants to do is she wants to have some place where people come together for stuff and i think a lot of it has to do with the stuff that she teaches
1: and it's on the tribe so it's native american stuff, right
0: She's, she's, she, she really, uh, loves the, uh, the Native American stuff. And, um, she's, uh, since she lives on the reservation, then, and she's working really hard to make sure that what she builds is something that, that they're going to be keen on. Um, so, I, and I think that was a big part of where Bud came in. Um, so on May 7th, restoring building wetlands. May 8th and 9th is Pond Building and Aquaculture. Uh, May 10th is Mushrooms. May 11th is Reading Nature. Um, And that should be interesting because this is... I I like Seb Holzer's approach where he's got like his principles or his... And it's like... uh, um, it's, it's a circle, and you go around and around and around, and it's like observe, and then you do this, and then you observe, and then you do this, and you observe, and you do this, and you observe, and, you observe and then there's profit, and then you observe, and you, go, you follow the circle around again. But uh, I always kind of felt like whenever he would say something that was his own little personal secret on how to get like citrus to grow where, uh, at 20 below um he would tell you most of it but it seems like he always left a little bit out and then you kind of feel like he's got his own little secrets so you try to ask him about you know this aspect or this little thing or whatever and his response is you must read from the book of nature and and i remember after about the 10th time that he did that to me i said okay you know what you've already read from the book of nature and it turns out that I'm a bit of a dumbass at reading from the book of nature, and so I'm hoping that you could lend me a hand here and tell me what you read in the book of nature on this point. And, yeah. and he he didn't like that. He kind of made his poo-poo face and then like went on and ignored me.
1: Mm-hmm. Bastard. I just got done reading the Rebel Farmer, one of his, his kind of his bio book. I'd love to read more of his books if you have any recommendations of of books that have a lot more
0: of the, those tips and those solutions. Kelly, I've I, I got your phone fixed. I think, I think we're going to uh, be better now. Uh, the sound quality was just too awful.
2: Yeah, I was just saying that I think it's really important that people – really start studying Sepp's works that you've got on your site and that are available on the internet and he's got an ebook I guess you can buy because I really am hungry for all those tips he has and then I also want to be very well informed so that we're not you know, so the questions at the forum when he comes here are really useful and advancing for everybody's missions.
0: Right. and plus I like it when we go to a SEP event and SEP's there talking and then people ask good questions, mm-hmm. um, you know. And it's like because uh, the one the event that I went to before, uh, they they um, I don't know. It seemed like people would sign up for just one day. So every day there's a new bunch of people, and a lot of times you would hear the same question like the for eight times for eight different days. And it's kind of like, man, this is just getting this is getting really old and annoying. And it's kind of like. You know, why don't you go study up a little bit on permaculture and, you know, then come ask a really good question for a guy at this level, something really tough, something really interesting, something the rest of us haven't thought of, you know, as opposed to, like, asking a question that's, you know... Such a such a pre permaculture design course question, you know. So anyway, or, or maybe a PDC question. I, I really like the idea that SEP is really really advanced, and and we're going to you know get more. Out of that.
2: Well, right. I think that it's really important for pond builders and anybody that's interested in, you know, escaping the land, because this is this is the to me one of the most timely bits of information of him coming here, because we've got to stop all this flooding going on in the headwaters. It needs to happen, you know, regionally in every place on the planet because of all this flooding, you know. And so, so to me, it's a study that's of utmost importance and priority, and it's definitely worth the money to go.
0: Well, and and he's got a lot of stuff about flooding that he talked about in his presentations. So I'm not sure if he mentions any of it in either of his books, but um, uh, at least the ones that are in English. But I do know that in person, he's got some strategies about. He talks about uh, current flooding controls like you know they're going to go and they're going to build a dam here and they're going to go and put a channel in here and they're going to you know these great these enormous you know projects that cost 100 million dollars to try and mitigate flooding problems and then he's got these other solutions typically his solutions involve these like he calls them crater gardens so they're crater shaped they're like a big hole in the ground. And and he thinks that, that these do a much better job of mitigating flooding problems. And I have to admit that I have not yet wrapped my head around how that is. But I find a lot of the stuff that he talks about is... Um, Well, I get most of it, like the pond building and things like that. There are a lot of things that he's mentioned, that he's talked about, that I have not yet wrapped my head around. And so um, I I believe it it is most likely to be utter fact because it is Sepp Holzer. And I just haven't gotten far enough along down the path of learning from him to be able to fully and completely understand what he said.
2: Right, and that's the opportunity that we have now. And I think his stuff on aquaculture is really important, too, because we need to be raising a good fish protein source, which is very simple and easy on a piece of property if you do what he's figured out how to do. And and he's, you know, these multi-systems working with those, you know, even the fish that eat other fish, they're happy because they all have their home, their environment has been created, and a balanced system. And I think this is really important because of the water quality is very dangerous in the world. So it offers people a new opportunity where they are to make an income with that, all these different species. Right.
0: So, um, um, May 11th was Reading Nature. May 12th, Permaculture Economics. So, I would imagine that this is going to be his income streams. Mm-hmm. So at least that's what I'm thinking of when making up this name. I wonder if I actually put a different name on that, and Katarina must have changed it. I would have been like Permaculture Income, So um, and she, I can imagine her changing it to Permaculture Economics. Um, May 13th is Food Meat Preservation. And so Sep has a lot of things I've never heard about before that he does in this space. And um, I just did not take good enough notes on the day that he mentioned. In some of this. It was like uh, we were supposed to be talking about some other topic and then he starts talking about um, these guys had poached a deer and somebody had noticed that the game warden is coming and so then they like buried the deer just to you know keep from getting into trouble and then they left the deer and then they came back and it was perfectly preserved. Something like that. I, and it's, it's like, man, I should have taken some notes um, or something. And I'm looking forward to, to hearing this one most of all, this presentation, May 13th, most of all.
2: Yeah, and we all need our root cellars, too, so I'm sure we'll talk about root cellars and all that. Oh, he's got tons
0: of those. That's, that's a big thing that he makes gobs and gobs and gobs. And then, of course, he's got his own cold smoking system that he's, he's put together where he basically converts one of his root cellars into a cold smoker. Cool. So um, then there's going to be two other uh, events. Uh, on May 3rd, he's going to speak in whitefish, and the, the topic is Sepp Holzer's permaculture. And then, um, uh, and now you can see my influence in all of this. On uh, May fifth, he'll be in Missoula, and his presentation will be replacing irrigation with permaculture. So this is a this is a presentation that I regularly give, but of course I want to hear his all day presentation. <laughs> so, um, but the details on those two days are still being hammered out. Um, and I think that the one in whitefish might be included in the permaculture design course. um I'm not sure, so
2: yeah, or possibly in Kalispell, too at slide Valley Community College be good then you so we're working on a detailed out
0: okay, all right, it's a happening thing so um that's that's the sepulster event um uh and and let's say have given away ways people to go find out about that and and you know a big thing is is uh will as there's more information available I'll be sending information out on my dailyish email and uh, and then we'll be adding it to that thread and and stuff like that but I I do think there's only 45 tickets so you know I I think that in 3 weeks the tickets will all be sold out so um uh I I know that um I I heard yesterday uh, Jack Spierko um, announced on his podcast that he bought his ticket and that he's going to be at the event, and he's got a large audience. And so I imagine that they're out there. And he said, come on down, and you'll be, you know, hanging out with me for SEP week and, and doing all of this and, and so I'm I'm I, I'm a little concerned that all the tickets are gonna get sold out really fast. So I I know that there's a lot of people that are in my audience that are very interested in culture. and so all I'm saying is is buy your ticket sooner rather than later. Don't be thinking, Oh, I'll pick it up in a couple of months and it'll still be there. I'm thinking, No, I think you should get it now. Um so
2: yeah i think I think now, and not to miss at all if, especially if you're in Montana or can state of France or something and go to see his nightly shows the you know the four, four hour classes in missoula and, and in because 'cause it'll give you an opportunity to to really ask questions and absorb the information and um yeah and, and do the p d c too if i mean if you can't get into one, get into whatever you can, because this is an amazing opportunity
0: yeah i've had a bunch of people ask me uh uh while Sepp is in the United States, I would like him to come to the East Coast uh, for a day and give me advice on my property and um so i've got to tell you that uh no that ain't happening it It seems like um there's been so many people who've asked asked me this. Uh I mean like I think like six different people have contacted me and said I need to have Seth come over to my place and give me advice. And then I and then I try to say, "Well, you know, <laughs> you got to even if he's starting in Montana and then he's like flying over to wherever you are and then he's there for a day and then he flies back. I mean, like you're probably going to be shelling out 5 grand for for that." And they're like that's okay. I'm willing to pay it. I need set. And so um, my response is, is, is a couple of things. One is I've looked into it, and it isn't going to happen, uh, at least not on this trip, not in 2012. Um, it may be possible to try and check SEP's schedule and to try and get him to have another trip out to the United States later. But my impression is, is the guy is booked up. Um so maybe in 2013 something can be arranged to have SEP come out and it seems like somebody somebody should probably uh stand up and say you know, like, like they've booked Sep for a three-week visit to the United States, and the whole visit is like this tour of the United States going around uh, giving presentations and visiting people's properties for far too much money. Somebody could make a lot of money well, <laughs> facilitating should
2: be that. Oh, should be followed by a big documentary crew all the while.
0: <laughs> That's not a bad idea, because he's going to say a lot of amazing stuff. Let's get it all on video. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so uh, so he's coming. Um, all right, ready to move on. Uh, the next the next item I've got on my list here is that the uh, the inland northwest permaculture convergence. It's going to be in Spokane, uh, November fourth, fifth, and sixth. Uh, we have a thread about it at Permies uh, I'm trying to think like what is the uh, the website here. I'm pulling it up. Uh, the inla- It's Inland Northwest Permaculture, all spelled out, one giant word, InlandNorthWestPermaculture.com. And I'm going to be presenting at that. Uh, I'm going to be giving three presentations. Um, I think uh, I'm going to be presenting on, um, trying to go pull up the thread here real quick. Uh wow i'm not i'm not i'm happy. i think uh, well. uh, i'm going to be presenting the same thing that uh that sepp's going to be presenting on there it is inland northwest permaculture courses so i'll be presenting on rocket mass heaters i'm going to be presenting on wafati eco buildings and i'm going to be presenting on replacing irrigation with permaculture so this will be my i think the presentations there are an hour and a half apiece so in an hour and a half i'm going to do my replacing irrigation permaculture thing unlike Sepp who's going to be doing it for I believe a full day or you just said something about a four hour thing but oh, I yeah. thought I thought that was a full day thing that he was doing
2: well between driving <laughs> might end up being kind of full day-ish
0: oh okay well <clears throat> so uh, uh, so this is uh event in Spokane November 4th, 5th and 6th and uh, if you get a ticket before October 15th Uh, The tickets are just sixty bucks. So um, I'll be there for the full time. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking, to me, one of the biggest perks is going to be the stuff that happens outside of the presentations and uh, being able to visit with folks and talk about different things, maybe put together a podcast or two uh, along the way, uh, maybe maybe make a video or two or gather some video footage from the different people that are coming there. I look at the list of presenters. I thought it was very awesome. I'm looking forward. I usually don't give a damn about anybody else's presentations because they are all generally so weak but uh, this looks like um, you know a star-studded cast it looks like there's going to be a lot of good information there I'm, I'm looking forward to it um, and and normally most of these kinds of regional events turn out to be pretty lame um, so'm I'm, I'm excited about this one I, I, I saw that you're going to be presenting there what are you presenting on
2: well I've been asked to present on urban permaculture I've been doing a little site for about ten years in Pulson and it's I've done a culture and some beds and stuff like that. So, you know, if, if that works out, I'll, I'll bring in whatever information I can as to, you know, what you can do on a lot or double-sized lot, you know, that kind of
0: thing. Okay. Cool. Um, I've got, uh, okay, do you have I, well, so of course, this is a Skeeter event, too. And um, this morning I've been working on um, a Skeeter video. And so Skeeter is Michael Polarski. He's our, um, I don't know, I guess our, our regional most famous permaculture instructor. He's the guy that's going to be uh, uh, doing the uh, PDC over at Sepulter stuff. The video that I'm, uh, I've been working on all morning is a 15-minute long YouTube video where... He is just totally being, I can't make a, it's like I can't make a video on a topic exactly. So the topic is going to be beneficial weeds and polyculture. Um, and, And it's him doing exactly what he always does which is always just amazing, but it's kind of hard to describe. You just, you, you, if you try to go for a walk with him anywhere, he'll point at a plant, he'll tell you like the eight different uses of that plant and how he sold $8,000 worth, worth of it last year, and, um, and, and it took him like two days or something like that. It's, it's, the, he just has so many different income streams from all these different plants, and he just has so much knowledge about them and so he's got over uh near Tanasket he has 0.85 acres which he thoroughly abuses um but uh this is a picture this is the video footage came from a year ago and at the time his food forest was at year 3 so a lot of trees are starting to show some size and uh um Anyway, he's going like crop by crop by crop, and so basically there's a list of like 25 different species that he kind of you know, gives a short amount of time to, talking about why he has put them into his food forest and, um, and how much, you know, and then talks about their, their value. So um, the thing I really like about this video is that it's got a strong focus on creating this intentional food forest. Um, and each species, as it is a cash crop, like a medicinal cash crop, an edible cash crop, or a soil builder, or it's um, you know to solve some sort of problem in in, in the system or whatever. Um, plant by plant by plant, which is it's just so Skeeter-esque. But anyway, the 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 event that we're uh, going to the Inland Northwest Permaculture Convergence is something that Skeeters put together. And he's, he's pulled all these people in, and he's pulling all these organizations in. He's really getting the word out. The only thing that annoys me about it is that Skeeter puts on these events where it's like like this is two months' notice. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of feel like how the hell can you get an event put together in two months? But Skeeter does pull it off. I, I do think that if he gave it eight months lead time, he would have like four times more people come to it.
2: Well, another but, um, important thing is that people need to call and get signed up because there are certain farms that have great lodging on these farms, but only a certain amount of numbers of people they can facilitate unless you want to go in a tent in November, which is fine. I don't know. It depends. <laughs> so it's another thing to contact soon and be part of participating in, in what's going on locally and what's, you know how can we most abundantly grow.
0: True, true. I, so um, and, and then I'm going to uh, uh, do a podcast with Skeeter real soon. I've had a lot of listeners ask me to do a podcast with Skeeter. So I'm, I'm doing, uh, I talked to him earlier today. Uh, I'm going to uh, theoretically be doing with, one with him tomorrow. So the next podcast that folks hear from me might, might be uh, a Skeeter podcast. All right. Um, anything else about the Inland Northwest Permaculture Convergence? Just sign up soon sign, up sign. okay. And and uh, my next item is uh, sign up for my dailyish email, and so and I think I put that in here because it's like when I have new information or new you know new information about events like this or whatever, especially stuff where it's kind of like you want to get it now because soon it'll be gone. Um, I put that information out on my dailyish email, um, and there's options on there for uh, getting the stuff that's just Missoula. Or just the Pacific Northwest, Um, and so that way you you know if you don't if you're not interested in the stuff that's in the Pacific Northwest or interested in the stuff uh, that's Missoula only, then don't check that box, and then I won't tell you anything about that. No problem. Um, But
2: tell your friends too. This is a great thing that you know I tell people all the time. Just just get get the emails. You can decide what they're about if you want to do them or not, and and pass it on to your friends.
0: So I try to put something out at least once a day, uh, on this list of like a new video, a new podcast, a new article, something that I think is of interest to people. And, um, I imagine a lot of people just pick and choose which ones that they're going to delete and which ones they are going to actually look at. Um, you know, but, uh, uh I, To me, from my perspective, this email list has become the the thing that's the most important to me. So as I sit down and I try to do things, the knowledge that I have this email list has become my most powerful tool. So it's like, oh, I've got a new video out. I need to get a lot of views right away. The email list. Boy, I'm so glad I got this email list. So it's always the first thing I announce anything on is this email list. So um, uh, I, I, I believe it's a big help to me. So, um, but then uh, you know, please get signed up, get on there. That's that's my primary connection, I think, to folks. And I think- uh,
2: Reiterate your importance. So that you want to say about people really participating then in the forums, maybe about that podcast, or just any kind of participation fe- feedback in the in the creative uh, how to sense. It's really important.
0: Yeah, I you know, and there's there's sometimes there's a thread that goes on. It and I'll announce it on the dailyish email. Um, but like most threads, will get like a hundred views in the first day. Um the daily email currently is at 2000 um people that are subscribed to it and i think it's you know it's it's growing by about 20 to 30 a day um i just i just feel like i can if there's something important and new and big or whatever i I just feel like I can use, like, it's my most, it's the most important resource to me. And of course, you know, I like to think that the people that are receiving it, it's an important resource to them. But for me to be able to, to say it, because like a lot of times I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll have something that's like, okay, we need to get people to hop on us right now. Boom. I'll send it out on the email. We'll see instant results. It's, it's just my favorite thing. Cool. So, uh. Next up on the list is uh, Norris and Tulsi. So, so this is a, a couple that have appeared in at least three of my videos, and uh, they're in Portland, Oregon. Um, and the last bunch of video footage I got from them, and I got a gob. And um, um, I've already put out one uh, where they've got their slug moat. That's Norris and Tulsi. They're they're moving. They're going to move to Hawaii. And so their, so their house in Portland, that thing that's in my videos with all this lushness is, uh, going up for sale. So, um, I I just want to let people know that, you know, wow, a a permaculture, it seems to me like this would be of national or international interest, um, you know, worthy of mentioning in the podcast like this about permaculture that, hey, there's this permaculture property for sale. And uh, I've already been exchanging some emails with Norris talking to him about like, hey, um, you know what would be great is just to have a podcast to talk to him about what he's accomplished there because some of the video footage that I have is really rather fascinating. And I'm currently waiting. Uh, Toby Hemingway is uh, going to Skype with me. and I'm going to record him and add him into the video um, because it's just really important. And it has to do with uh, how Norris has carefully measured how much food they've consumed. And he weighs everything that they pull out of their garden and estimates how many calories they get from it. And And he has these massive spreadsheets recording all this information for the last three years. And uh, the conclusions are basically that after they've got point, 0.2 acres, after after five and a half years, they don't even raise enough food to feed to come up with half the caloric needs for Tulsi, who is uh, a petite woman. And they figure that if they optimize their systems, then five years from now they might be able to feed all meet meet all of Tulsi's uh, caloric needs. But, um, and then that would leave nothing for Norris. And and so I just think that's a very profound statement, very profound information, because so many of us are like going into uh, a, a situation thinking, I'm going to be self-sustaining. I'm going to raise all my own food. and And these guys are working from the perspective of, don't bring in other outputs. You know, what can we do on just this land? Anyway, a lot of, fascinating perspectives there and now they're selling their house they're moving to Hawaii with the idea i believe that they're going to be able to get more food per acre in a tropical area
2: yeah are you still, I've got, are you, okay i've got my house up for sale too eventually it's lease lease and for sale later and it's, it's a little city permaculture thing and that's the same thing that i ran into is that is that although my Six, seven, eight fruit trees are producing in great, and I have tons of food that I haul away to the farmer's market and have made, you know, $1,000 a week. Not a week, but in the spring, you know, selling stuff out of that garden. It's, you know, it's, it's up. But I, ha- I, for me, I have to move out to the out to the farm. Got to get a farm. So, <laughs> so that, I... that one's the south shore of the Flathead Lake. That's my, my house in Poulsen, Montana. Right. Has a desire to move out there.
0: So, here you go. You got an audience. You're selling your house mm-hmm. in Polson, Montana, yeah. and it's got all this permaculture stuff already happening there.
2: Yep, yeah, with the offices included. So we had a chiropractic and massage offices there, so you could work from home, which was a fabulous way to live if you have to live in a town.
0: And um, how much? Are you, are you open to saying how much you're selling it for?
2: We'd be happy to pass it on for you know two hundred thousand ish.
0: Okay. And so Six yeah, rooms, and lot. it's on it's on the reservation.
2: It's on the reservation, um, which to me seems like a, a thing that helps keep the prices down on real estate. Um, but at the same time, we are the last best place in Montana <laughs>
1: for cold <laughs> climates. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Uh, well, and yeah, yeah, I want to do the Hawaii thing. So, well, and,
0: and being that close to Flathead Lake, because you are just a few blocks away from Flathead exactly. Lake, yep. then um, that gives that makes it the Banana Belt in Montana. So you're it's actually zone
2: five. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, zone five instead of zone four. So right. much much warmer. Uh, well, much not not exactly well warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Moving on, um, I've got uh, one more thing that I want to cover today, which is actually three things. uh, And this has to do with somebody who posted out um, at the uh, uh, Tinkering Forum on Permies and uh and there's there's a thread out there i think it's called something about like you know co- uh questions for the podcast or something like that and uh i think uh, so this person phil h and and i kind of would like it if h was fleshed out a little bit more but okay so for now it's phil h and um he he wrote something in there and he he said a lot of lovely things i think he read, he had listened to my uh podcast about how I'm deviating from the norm of permaculture like deviating from the deviating and, and it seemed like he re, uh, it resonated well with him and uh, he made a comment about activism um, it, takes a, uh, it, takes a, it takes less effort to complain about an existing thing than to come up with an alternative um, so uh, I thought that was an interesting perspective Uh, I think that there is, while not um, completely true, I think that uh, uh, there's a lot of truth to it. Um, And it may even be completely true. Um, But, yeah, thinking of an alternative, trying to solve a a problem, is definitely, uh, yeah, I'm going to say always, always harder than just simply saying, that sucks. (laughs) So... um, uh, it seems like there's a lot of people who, um, I mean, if nothing else, I think uh, I know that myself. When I was younger, then I I did a fair bit of like stop doing bad things, and and now I like to think that I've moved past that and moved more into you know thanks to Skeeter and, and his permaculture design course that I took in 2005. Uh, I've I, I'd like to think. That I've moved more into an area of I want to build good things rather than telling people to stop being bad, and and I kind of feel like this is part of what he's saying, and this is to help justify why people do that um, because it's just easier to complain. Mm-hmm. Um, the next point. Uh, he brought up was something about drugs. Uh, He said, uh, I think that potheads reduce the credibility of permaculture as a sustainable system of agriculture, which as far as I'm concerned is its most important facet. Um, And, and I, and I think that was a a point that, that I had mentioned in that podcast. I I think it's a good point. Um, And, I, I have a lot of concern in this space that uh, uh drug use and and i don't know general hippiedom um is is something that uh makes it harder to get the permaculture message across uh and then he goes on to say as a third thing um, same for the dancing drumming seeing aspect and and so i i um I think that that's a very good point i I'm uh, I'm a little concerned about some events where it seems to be more about a social thing than than about giving but you know I think this is something I've complained about several times in the podcast maybe or maybe I just complained to other people who will hold still long enough to hear me whine but I know that that there's a, a people seem to be huge huge fans of uh of social of, of events that seem to be masked as some sort of educational event but they're really there for the social aspect or the educational event itself is more about pictures and poetry than about uh, something of substance something about like here's how you do this thing and then here's the results that we observed so for example, you went to the permaculture convergence last year. The uh uh the Northwest Permaculture Convergence. It was last year in September. Mhm. And you remember the event by the keynote speaker.
2: Right. Well, all for the classes really that I took, that's how I remember it. But I wish there were more classes, and it was great that they had the the evening breakout sessions, and that's where I got to sit in some of your stuff that you did, and the Man Who Planted Seeds. Thank goodness I got to see that movie. And but for for me, it was most important the classes, and yeah, I tried to keep the singing down to right before dinner to give you a little haha before the hefty appetite or something. But
0: right. There was a little bit of singing. It wasn't too bad, but there was a little bit, and in the occasional times it popped up. Um, I generally stepped out, um, but uh, uh, you know, I you know, if Skeeter's doing it, I have so much respect for Skeeter that it's kind of like, and and if Skeeter seems to want me to be there, then all right, I'll go along with it. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that I thought the keynote presentation which was done by Mark Lakeman. He's the city repair guy from Portland. <laughs> um, I, 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 I kind of got pretty frustrated by it uh, from a lot of different perspectives. Uh, I mean, I, I already knew a fair bit about um, uh, city repair, not from first-hand experience, but like I've heard about it. And I, and I do think that there's a lot to be said for city repair that is really cool. Um, But most of the presentation didn't seem to be about city repair. But it did seem to be about pictures and poetry. He had a lot of stuff where it's like, here's a picture of a flower. And the audience, collectively, hundreds of people are all like, aw. And I'm kind of thinking, we're all gathered here to learn something. And what we're being presented is a picture of a flower. You know, And, and then there was, you know a variety of different things that went on first presentation and um, that it was kind of like I, I, I did not feel like there was substance being presented. Um, and then it annoyed me that it went long. Mm-hmm. Um, it went 45 minutes long, which then, you know, means that the, the, the classes that happen afterward get get bumped back or, or cut or whatever. Um, but... The big thing is is that I kind of felt like I you know I I was really hoping that that people would get some information like some tools that would help them to change the world and I kind of felt like what they got was a lot of pictures and poetry. Um, and that there was a little bit in there. I'd say like 5 to 8% of the content was stuff that I would think of as, you know, good substance for the crowd. Afterwards yeah i I visited with a lot of different people, and I asked them what they thought of it and they loved it. They absolutely loved this guy they loved the presentation they loved the keynote and i'm I'm perpetually shocked at at how the the masses really groove on this whole pictures and poetry thing and and uh in substance. Is something that's like I don't know annoying. Um, it's something that's not their thing. Whereas I think I'm wired the opposite way. It's like I, I want to go in. I want to get the the grit, the, the the material. How do you build this thing? Mm-hmm. You know what are the steps and what are the benefits? What what were the observed problems? What were the observed Upsides.
2: Well, that's always the movie. That's always the movie I'm waiting to see or have it come out or produce or something. And, and yeah, the good thing about the Lakeman presentation was it brought up. Transition initiative, which get on your own food systems, your own labor exchange, and your own kind of energy. And to me, I thought that was the biggest thing. And yeah, and people can actually break the law and go paint their intersection. Those were the main points that I took away from it. But yeah, it was a waste of time. It was frustrating. The, the classes. I mean, it was it was a waste of extra time, you know, to go on and on. And I think that you know, as much as what you're doing in permies and your your videos, that it's. That's the kind of thing we need everybody doing more of is that input of solutions, this quick little, this is the solution, here's what I do, what could I do better, what's what I've done. So I agree. Time is of the essence, and there's so much to be done that we really have to streamline those tips.
0: Well, I, I kind of feel like if I'm going to go travel a long, long ways to an event and. Um... And from the perspective of the people that were attending, then then I don't know how far they travel. A lot of them are probably right in Seattle, um, you know. But some some people you know traveled hours to get there. I'm sure. And then they shelled out money to be there. Um, I I just kind of think, well, you know what? I'm wrong about this. Clearly, I'm wrong. People loved it. People ate it up. I guess I guess most people would be totally happy paying a hundred dollars. For three days of pictures and poetry. Um, that's that's what I gathered from the overwhelming response, and that my thought process of like people would. I mean, so that's kind of where I'm at. I I don't want to drive that far, and then on top of that, pay for whatever housing I need or whatever, and 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 then the ticket to get in and and um to to hear 3 days of pictures and poetry it just seems like i've got a lot more stuff i've got to get done instead of that and right. um but other people most people like 20 times more people the pictures and poetry is is the bigger value
2: Well, it's kind of city mentality, and are you interested in homesteading and then getting together with other people that you can start doing this moment, this effort at making bigger changes on bigger pieces of property. I mean, most people are looking to get out of the city and get out of that whole paradigm. And what we need are the how-tos of this. I call it the new permaculture paradigm because it's it's a complete paradigm shift from what we know in agriculture and society and everything.
0: All right. So... Um, Kelly, anything else that we should talk about today?
2: Uh, just, just maybe talking about some upcoming podcasts.
0: Uh, okay. Oh, I know I'm doing that one with Skeeter. And, um, I know I'm going to do uh, another one with you. And, um, uh... Yeah, we, I mean, there's, like, lists of podcasts. And then, of course, you know, uh, who knows what else is going to appear in the tinkering forum that people want to talk about for the podcast stuff.
2: And can you describe a little bit of your singles forum? You said there was something going on with that.
0: Oh, did I leave that out? Oh, I did. The permaculture singles. I had that on my list. I almost I almost forgot. So um, with the permaculture singles, it was about... Um, I don't know, was it two years ago, I think, that, that I had like, I don't know, like 15 different people who all said, please, please, please create a place where singles can kind of connect, can kind of become aware that they, each other exists and they can meet and stuff like that. And, and there were enough people that I said, okay, um, I'll create it. And if you all are going to post it, yes, 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 we're all going to post. So I created it and I think only four people posted in it. <laughs> Everybody else got shy. Um, and uh, but the funny thing is, is, of the few that posted, there was a ton of views. And then time passed, and more people posted, and there were tons more views. And then I started getting feedback from people that it was working. Like people were connecting and pairing because of this. It was it was doing its trick. It was it was working. It was effective. Um, so uh i i Put a post about a year ago. I sent something out to a bunch of different people, saying, "Well, it's working. Come on down." So a bunch more people came, and more people came, and more people came, and um, it's been kind of you know bebopping along a little bit. And uh, I, I don't know. I think we're up to like um, maybe seventy or eighty posts now. So seventy or eighty people have posted there. So it's still like not thousands or anything, but still quite a few. But but there's several of those postings that have had like several thousand reads. Um, and so now I've I've put some stuff out in a couple of room points so I'm trying to make a push right now everybody who's a single and into permaculture come on down and I think that the, the thing that's important about the permaculture singles forum is that um, finding if you're bonkers about permaculture it it seems like you wouldn't want to pair up with somebody who has no idea what it is
2: Oh, yeah, it's real hard on my marriage <laughs> until he starts learning about permaculture and sees some videos, and then he's all over it. He's like, yeah, I can do that, and goes out and does it. So I'm like, give me the videos. Uh, but Yeah. yeah it that's a, like... It's really important to find someone who shares the same kind of passions, and permaculture is extremely passion-creating body of information.
0: Once, once it sort of clicks in your head and you kind of get it, and you you, you drank the Kool Aid and you're in, then it does kind of become a little bit life consuming. Like this is this is the way I want to do everything.
2: And this is how our next podcast, you know, I'm maybe we could start a little forum lead on it for other people's suggestions and whatever is is so that you've drank the Kool-Aid, so that you've become impassioned, I'd rather say it that way, because you get it enough to see what it could be, what this world could be. Then how do you take it with Slightly limited experience or knowledge to your community to start educating your community, and that's the interest of the podcast that i'd want to do with you next time is is how does how does everyday Joe and Jill be able to go, "Hey guys, look what I found
1: and right. get
2: some get some, at least the toxicity of the, of, you know, get something stopped and some other opportunities for opportunity and, and efficiency and profit get into not only our agricultural systems, but our whole living systems. You know, I need to start building that retirement retreat that I've got to go retire in at some point. <laughs> and I know what it okay. looks like.
0: <laughs> so that that's our next podcast. The next podcast we will do on that. In, in the meantime... On the point of the permaculture singles, I think a lot of people, they they get to the point where they're passionate about permaculture and they have they have decided this is the way I'm going to live the rest of my life. And the thing is is ninety nine point nine percent of the people out there aren't going to get it. It's just you know, or they're they're not currently in that same position, and to get together with somebody and say, okay, in order for this to work out, <laughs> you got to become a permaculture enthusiast. I mean, that doesn't seem appropriate. So, so then basically, it's kind of like, okay, if you're if you're single and you want to be not single, then it seems like the very first step is going to be, I need to. Focus only on those people who are also permaculture enthusiasts so so it's like suddenly no one else will work, no one else is compatible
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and it's like, okay, this is going to be a little challenging. How do I find these other people that I can be compatible with? Plus, I think another big thing is is that a lot of people who are who have become permaculture enthusiasts are still in an urban environment and they very much want to make the leap to something rural, something like what you've recently done. Mm-hmm. And and it's kind of like, at the same time, there are people who are permaculture enthusiasts that are single, that are currently sitting on a chunk of land that's rural. It yeah. seems like this is a recipe that's that's you know, got a lot of potential.
2: It does. And, you know, where two or more are gathered, you know, that's the whole thing. And with permaculture, it's really, I, I did home studying before down in southern Utah, and it is not meant for one person to do alone, or hardly even two, especially if you're raising kids. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so important to get together, especially as a single person. Um, I, I wanted, to, you you had a little comment that you wanted to talk about, about um, Christianity and Buddhism, do you want to cover that out there
0: that one's that one's too big
2: that, that was one's too big, big for me. Okay. i
0: i mean like from the from the perspective of the permaculture singles thing i mean of course that's something to, to to put out and maybe you know see if you can find something that's a bit of a match but um i I think that uh, uh the, the, you know and, and here's another thing here's a story that I heard of is that um apparently there was an event and uh, it was a permaculture event I think it was a permaculture design course and there was a fella and a gal and the fella was really keen on the gal and um, somewhere in his spare time he decided to go and google that gal's name and see if he could learn anything about her and that gal had posted with her real name out at Hermes.com in the singles forum saying I'm single and I'm looking so apparently here they were at a permaculture design course and um, that somehow that bit of information gave the guy the nerve to um, say something so um, a connection was made and it it facilitated so it's kind of like sometimes it's going to be direct and sometimes it's going to be indirect um but once the information's out there then then you know the potential goes up the the you know the the possibilities go up
2: mm-hmm. all right there was a, there was a, I'd love to see a dovetail into another thing that I had tried to do at one point called garden's alliance which is connecting land and people you know people who want to work land permaculturally and people who have land they want to be worked permaculturally there's a, there's another match made in heaven
0: right um i i think that um i mean i've i've been here in the missoula area for uh damn near two years trying to find land in in that respect and now i'm just going to be i'm just going to buy land now but um uh because I was sure that there'd be somebody who's like come in here and, and um you know permaculturify my land and and I'm I, and I kinda can't help but think I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna you know, build something big and awesome and then I'm gonna move on to the next project. Um and uh so I thought this would be a great way to demonstrate a lot of the stuff and it's like I don't know, I'm just not finding people that are um that are sitting on top of land that wanna do it. Um and you know what? I'll bet they're out there but somehow I'm just not able to connect. There's something missing. So, anyway.
2: Yeah, the killed. government the government program and land use management to uh, pay for it, too, <laughs> to make it part of the consciousness.
1: <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. It
2: can come along if you want to do it this way. But anyways. That's All I'm right.
0: So, if you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at com, where we talk about... Hell, what did we talk about?
2: Lots <laughs> of things.
0: Geez we we we, we talked about of uh, permaculture events, yeah. Um, uh, the singles thing, um, a, pro- a permaculture property for sale in Portland uh, uh, the uh, um, well anyway. And home sitting and permaculture all the time. <laughs> <laughs>